Hi, this is Aviola, and welcome to another episode on the Sideline Podcast. Today's episode is about something very sort of fundamental, I guess. I think it's very much tied to the workings of the universe. <laughs> but it is, because it defines so much of what we do and how we live our lives as individuals. So sort of based on our experiences with it, our interactions with it, whether we choose to live in it or to constantly decide to rebel against it and that is our very very real concept of fear and so today we're talking about what fear is sort of different forms it can manifest in our lives how we should approach it i mean we're still sort of i am still personally you know in my own battles with it but then yeah and um we'll see how this episode goes it's, it's gonna be very fun thoroughly enjoy um the conceptual birth of it but yeah um thanks again for listening to the podcast thank you for those who listened to the previous one i know it was pretty long that's why i didn't release late last week as well also because like my sister came back from school she's been out of the country for a while um oddly enough she's the only one out of the two of us that has been to the uk and i have the more british accent (laughs) the irony compounds the plot thickens as they say um but yeah uh Grab some popcorn, chill, relax, crank up the volume, and I'll catch you later at the end. So, what is fear? Uh, an educated response or answer would be that fear is. An emotional response to a perceived threat or danger, which is true. I mean, if someone comes at you with a gun, you perceive that as a threat, and so there is fear. Um, another one would be that it is a basic survival mechanism that triggers a fight or flight response to help us react quickly to potential harm. Same example, you basically you would just find yourself being pumped with, like if you hear a gunshot, like. Pow! The adrenaline just kicks into your system and why that fighting or why running why flighting basically and that's true that's that's fear but it feels inadequate i think as a as a human <laughs> that's spent close to 23 years um humaning <laughs> i feel fear is more um it's it's grippling it's limiting it's formless yet terrifying oh okay uh poetically it is a silent beast that purrs in the wilderness of my mind taunting me keeping me frozen in my own negativity it is a misty truth and a solid lie i feel like as much as a lot of unnecessary metaphors in there that is what fear is it is something that holds you like it's not something sure i feel like in in fear manifesting physically um or I suppose physical stimuli of fear, like I said, with the gunshot, will cause you to want to run or fight. But also, you would hear a gunshot and you'd just be so frozen by that, by that, by the the occasion itself, um, the thought of potentially dying, the pain you're going to go through, the brutality or whatever is going to happen. Um, I remember when I was younger, um, people broke into my um, my house. We got robbed. And the, the, the funny thing was just like, just as a kid, I, I can't remember how, how I was, maybe 12. 
it just never made sense like the i couldn't it's something i saw on tv but just couldn't translate into my reality and it was so weird i remember thinking the person looked a lot like someone i knew and i was calling him like ah this is this person and it was like no and he brought out a machete and wanted to hack off my hand and there was this sort of dawn <laughs> or that um dawning sort of moment um where it felt real it felt too real and i was just frozen i was afraid like the fear was so much so overwhelming that i was just there there was no fight there was no flight it was just overwhelming and that's what fear can be at times overwhelming but there are different forms of fears different types of fears and i'm going to i think we should try and simplify it at, f- at first just to help us <laughs> shift through um all of them i think the three major categories of fear um there is the biological fear which makes sense it's you know includes physical harm pain or danger like we said um that, like i mentioned earlier with a gunshot something that can cause you physical harm some of that is real like it's right there you can see it um a car that it could potentially hit you um uh, people who could ha- cause harm to you um a bomb fire drowning things that can cause physical <laughs> that can cause physical harm um those things that is biological fear i feel like um what psychological fear then um it includes fears that are related to our thoughts ideas or concepts like you know i just abstract things in a sense or unreal no not unrealistic but things that not, don't necessarily manifest in the physical plane like fears of failure of rejection of the unknown um sorry if this is a change in i suppose the quality of sound maybe slightly more echo i had to like record in my wardrobe <laughs> because it's raining outside gosh lagos man lagos i planned some stuff and you just come into my place like this it's wicked anyways though so i was saying different types of psychological fear i think in the, it's heartbreak a psychological fear um fear is related to our thoughts and ideas i feel it's also biological in a sense because i feel it physically <laughs> Have you ever been heartbroken before? Like, your heart, man, that's, that's a heart attack ready to happen. There are physical manifestations of it, but no, okay. I think even other sort of examples of psychological fear can have physical manifestations. Fears generally, whatever form they are, can have physical manifestations. So, okay. Heartbreak is a psychological fear. I think the fear of like monsters in, in the dark, which I used to have when I was younger, is also a psychological fear, which is like, I thought it was real, so in my defense, it was biological <laughs> then. And also social fear. Uh, this includes fears that are related to social interactions and judgment from others. Like the fear of public speaking, um, ostracize, uh, okay, ostracization, <laughs> English, loneliness and more. Um, I have been, af- I was once afraid of public speaking, I remember standing in front of a crowd and my legs were shaking and quaking but consequently i i, I used to crack jokes in, in my secondary school assembly and I, as i go into university i just didn't give a fuck anymore it's like if i need to talk i'm gonna talk if i don't it's okay i i, I want it to be my choice to you get although i think if the crowd is bigger i would feel anxious and nervous and whatnot but that's not fear um okay if you have these fears though um sorry 
there are practice systems and things you can do to get better because I was once like you okay so now there are probably other categories or other forms that different types of fears can be placed and I suppose it's your job if you want to understand to go and find them out but I think these three biological psychological and social are very very understandable it, it makes a lot of sense and it helps us to sort of have a have a grip on things um if something like a biological fear then you know that you should try and avoid the situation if it's psychological then you apply psychological techniques if it's social get you a friend and a therapist and also just think through it and um un- an understanding that if it's for strangers people don't care i don't remember oh okay coming back home today this really lovely pretty girl lady in the car and in the bus rather downfall it sounds posh when i say car yeah downfall and um i can't remember her face anymore and so i'm gonna forget everything and that's how life is you don't people don't remember like that unless it's really bad but even still they forget eventually so don't be afraid of people they're just humans like you with the same thoughts and the same fears like you Anywho, uh, that's a terrible segue. Um, but how are the different ways that fears are manifested? I alluded to it earlier in, in speaking about, you know, considering what kind of fear heartbreak is, um, that you could, you could have psychological or social fears manifest, you know, in physical ways. Like if you're afraid of public speaking and you're asked to speak in public and you step on, onto a stage in front of a po- on, on the podium in front of people, and you have a shortness of breath you have sweaty palms you can hear your heart thumping behind your ears and it's just those are physical manifestations that's the beginning of a heart attack (laughs) by the way but um yeah so fears can be manifested physically increased heart rate sweating high temperatures sometimes i have high temperatures when i'm afraid the time i accidentally took weed i was afraid i was going to die high key so i had high temperature (laughs) But that's a story for another day. Um, it, can, it can manifest emotionally, you know, with anxiety, with panic, with nervousness. These are manifestations of fear, you know, in whatever way and form they come. It can also come cognitively with negative skills and overthink, so negative thoughts rather, and overthinking. Because it's so very normal. Um, you, you, you step on, I'm still going to use that same example, but you step onto a podium to speak in front of people and you start thinking to yourself that, what if they laugh at me? What if I trip and fall? What if I tabo or say something wrong? What if um, no one claps? What if no one listens or pays attention? What if they boo me? You have all these thoughts already breaking you down and you haven't even spoken yet. And that's crazy. And these are manifestations of, of fear. I think the worst of one really is the cognitive one. I am, I am, an, I am an overthinker. I have overthought many things. I have deeped many things. My partner will tell you I have turned ant hills to molehills. <laughs> um, ant manholes, molehills to mountains, I think. That's appropriate. Um, yeah, make a mountain out of a molehill. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, I've, I've turned, I've made that. And um, it's because I overthink. I worry. I have fears. And they manifest in this manner and I feel like it's so terrible. What do you think? I, I, I personally feel like negative thoughts. Just any form of cognitive manifestation is bad. But what about you? You know, speaking of like my fears, um, I really, I've, I had very horrible fears. When I was younger, 
<clears throat> and maybe now I have fears of spiders. I, I, they're like, oh, natural. Why do you have eight legs, fam? Like, what are you? Why is web coming out of your butt? Like, wh- why? <laughs> and then, oh my god, black widows can kill. Do you know how many other poisonous spiders there are? Oh my god, uh, and people that have pet spiders are just like demonic agents. I, I can't even trust them. They're terrible. Ah, okay, yes. So fear of spiders, check. <laughs> but um. I also had fear of failure. I had fear of success. Have fear of success. A fear of losing myself. Um, of not being enough. I've also fear of spiders because I feel like it's important I say it twice, just for precaution. Um, fear of losing my partner. Um, fear of losing my sister. What up? Fear of losing salvation. Um, a lot of times I think like I know the truth. I know my truth, I know Jesus, and I'm trying and struggling um, to sort of find my way through that. And it's just like, as much as the Bible does say, like, one of the reasons why, you know, uh, end times have not ended, the times have not come, is basically because, like, God is trying to be very graceful and merciful and helping. So, see, there's space in heaven and kotiku to get it's testis place you get and when the space fear it will just blow the trumpets you get so i sort of have to sort of worry that what if and it's in the moment where i'm sleeping that they blow that trumpet ah i will mark my injury he's a bad person and it's just like <laughs> it's a worry but it's definitely lesser than i than it used to be but in the other fears as well i i feel especially um my fear of success and failure which is so weird have defined the kind of person i am consequently especially as a young adult and even part of my teenage years because i grew up with this might sound like a sort of brag i'm sorry not sorry <laughs> but like i grew up having sort of like natural talents for intellectual stuff um i was quickly calculations but then i was always sort of lazy because it's like i don't need to read for a class or for a test i can always just wing it and i'll get it and so I was bad in primary school and my parents bit the shit out of me. I don't know if you know, to, to the non-Nigerians listening or to the butty Nigerians that did not have rod, non-sparing rod parents. <laughs> I got my ass whooped. Like it was so bad that my mom thought my dad was going to kill me one time. And they literally had to take me to someone else's house to stay for a while. It was that bad. And then by the time I came back, I was a fucking math genius. <laughs> I had learned math beyond my years. Um, yeah. <laughs> Beat your children. <laughs> Please don't. Um, but yeah, and consequently, I just got better and better. I think then, because I didn't want to get my ass whooped again. And I think by the time I got to, like, I suppose primary six stroke junior or secondary school, it was more like, okay, how far can I take this? How much can I beat them? I think I became subtly sadistic because like it was so nice to see the look on other people's faces when you beat them in competitions gosh and i got to secondary school and luckily for me i guess my set was very competitive i think by the time we were graduating in senior class eight of us had eight a's in like i don't know if there's a gasp somewhere but gasp <laughs> um just sort of and more people had seven and six and like that and like that like that and it was just like very competitive and I was never the best as I was in primary school and it pissed me off and I wasn't good for a while but consequently I picked up and so over time my parents just had this okay 
we set an expectation for Abiola and he's going to smash it. And so they kept setting high expectations and they kept smashing it and like that, like that, like that. And so there was this sort of fear of failure in the sense that my parents have this expectation of me. People have this expectation of me. Jesus, teachers, I don't blame them. I mean, like, if for example, football, you have this expectation of players because you see them do the same thing day in, day out. So you can't but feel like they should perform that way. And when they don't, it's like you feel offended, affronted in a sense that they didn't because you hoped in them, which is so weird. But that's similar um, to my situation. I just felt like if I failed, it was going to be huge. Remember the sort of like the kind of anxiety and panic that gripped me when I was waiting for um, those my egg results to drop. When I was consequently again, when I was waiting for my final year results at university to drop because I, again, I'm not bragging, um, but I was a, the scholar of my department, like the best, the student with highest GPA rather, um, from first to final year basically, and it was just like what if i don't get it like personally i'm okay i did my best i made friends and i enjoyed my time as much as i still was a book nerd but then like my parents would kill me (laughs) you know um and again i think the fear of success um, stems from like being afraid that i will get better and better and the expectations are just going to keep on getting higher and higher because i do have about talent um i'm good with books but i'm also creative as well i can write poems i can write short stories novels if i put my mind to it i have i'm good at illustrations and design stuff at least i have a sense for it i record edits and produce my podcast on my phone like just different talents and different things i just feel like God has given me so I should use and people know and they're like he should be able to do that and it's just uh, what if I don't want to Uh, and just that and so many other and it's defined kind of who I am as a person I see something that I know I probably can do but if it's too high risk high reward I probably shy away from it because what if I do succeed and um, something bigger comes and they expect me to be able to do that or what if I fail and all the sort of what's the name dependence that they or the idea that they the people who are close to me whose opinions i value that they have of me drops you know and i think we all have similar fears we have things that have come to define who we are as people define our decisions excuse me define um how we ponder things define how we, we react to situations how we step forth or step away and hide run fly fight um and all these things i think are very important um one thing i've been trying to do recently is introspect there's an episode on introspection here and i've been trying to again i think i said it in the previous episode but like the sideline is all about like no i'm trying trying to remove how much i say the l-i-k-e word but the sideline is all about um (laughs) i don't want to say um too the sideline is all about acknowledging things and issues or um (laughs) items of this course that don't really get spoken about enough or as much and um talking about them addressing them stepping off the sideline and addressing them or bringing them to the sideline and being able to talk about them and bring them to attention and 
in introspecting you get to notice bits of yourself that you haven't paid attention to things that you've probably done in, in the past or you're doing currently that you realize okay it's for why am i doing this thing because it's not so good and you get to think and hold yourself accountable that okay this isn't appropriate this is hurtful to myself this is hurtful to this person or to people around me and that's important so as we introspect and figure out what fears we have at a physical psychological sorry biological rather or physical psychological or social it's important to sort of note them down and think of helpful ways you can address them and so we have to think about how can we deal with fear i think the first thing ever with anything but specifically this is understanding you have to recognize and understand the source of your fear is it based on real danger or a perceived threat for example um spiders my fear of spiders is very real it's a real danger if you don't know how many people are dying by spider venom go and check it out it's not that much but it's something to me <laughs> it's a real fear um <laughs> it's a real danger but um not so much anymore i'm a bigger person <clears throat> i squashed them but it's a real it's a real danger i remember um just when i was younger and it was something that was so real to me and i had to really as i grew older i had to really think that okay this spider that i'm afraid of is he actually coming in my direction like is he actually a poisonous spider or whatever is it actual is it, is it an actual threat to me is there is there a real danger to my person and once i you know realized that okay this is not then i'm okay i just kill it and i move away um or if i realize that it is then i kill it and i move away <laughs> and i move away but it's i suppose it's in the understanding it's in the act itself or sort of the driving force of the act um having to analyze a thing and 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 have you uh, or just have you just go through it yourself is this thing actually going to cause me harm okay how can i avoid it or is this just a perceived threat to myself is it not real or rather it's a probable threat not perceived but probable threats um, or high or highly unlikely threats or how probable of a threat is it you know to my person and it's something i've had to do again in even in my relationship with my partner because um somehow somehow i do have a fear of um a fear of what's the what's how can i phrase it a fear of i don't want to say fear of loneliness because i i do like my lonely time and being alone <laughs> i think a fear of not being loved because growing up and i don't i don't blame my parents but like so the affection was based on how much value i brought to the table um how how good are my grades how good are my scores have i gone on competitions um how eloquent am i when i go to meet people how polite am i what do what do people say about me to them is it good? Is it bad? How all those things. And so my sister would tell you, <laughs> would say that I'm very good at two shoes. And so like they're in a sense favorite child because I did things in the way I perceived them to be. And they, for most of my life, just knew, not me, but knew the idea of me that I portrayed because that was ideal, because that version of myself was valuable. And I saw like, their comments and their affirmation of my value and my successes as expressions of love and so i grew up thinking that that lack of affirmation um that lack of 
like actually saying that you've done this thing thank you you know like objectively specifically stating what i've done and how much or how much joy it brings a person makes me feel like i do not add value to that person it makes me feel like they don't love me and so it was very very unique thing that i didn't even notice i had and that i brought into my relationship with my partner where i wanted words of affirmation i wanted her to tell me every other week that she loved me and why she did and when she didn't i would start to think that okay is something going on am i not being valuable enough and i would overcompensate by being more romantic and more flamboyant and doing all these crazy things so that she would comment on those things and i would find my value again and so it was the need to it was is a need to address that and think to myself that okay why what am i afraid of i'm afraid that this person doesn't love me why because i see um their comments or their affirmation of the things i do the tasks i perform um the value in a sense that i bring to the table as um prerequisites to be loved and when they do not comment on that then i'm afraid i get fearful that they do not love me as much as they did before or, or at all and so it's coming to understanding that my the, the love my partner has for me the love my sister and consequently which i'm still struggling with <laughs> my parents have for me is not because of what i bring to the table it's not because of just my value but because of the kind of person because just because <laughs> uh because of who i am not because of the things i do um because of me because it's me and that's hard that's hard to understand but i think again understanding coming to terms with this is my fear this is the cause this is the source of the fear is it a real danger is it a real threat perceived threat or is it unlikely is it improbable and it took time it took um it took years um of quiet in our own way affirmation and le- uh of my value and why she my partner loves me and same with my sister and um my own effort and the holy ghost <laughs> honestly he who has begun a good work with me will do it in completion to the coming of the lord jesus christ hey <laughs> um and it was in a patient on learning of things and relearning of proper and appropriate things that helped me to get to where i am i mean i still have those moments to today i, I tell my partner about it but it's understanding it and being cautious of it being cautious of triggers and working through it so again understanding do you understand your fear do you can you acknowledge that you are afraid what are you afraid of why are you afraid of that thing how can you resolve it how is it a real threat or is it something that's not is it just on is very easy um, improbable if it is improbable then on learning that and figuring out figuring out rather a way to um figuring out a way to um resolve it um is good if it is a real threat running flights <laughs> i was i think like we spent a lot on this particular point but i feel it's very important understanding it's just very very key and the next one is exposure um gradually exposing yourself to that fear situation can help desensitize the fear over time ha this one is is tough 
but it is um i feel like it's only applicable to certain things i mean if you're afraid of heartbreak you shouldn't be like you're not gonna be <laughs> letting people break your heart all the time <laughs> um so that you are immune to it um but have you watched i don't know if anyone's watched fear factor back in those days i don't know if they still do it now but fear factor back in those days like they basically would pick one person's fear and create like a whole obstacle course and oftentimes like the second stage was always like like eat something disgusting like an insect or an animal's intestines or vagina whatever or you like bathe in something there was one lady that was really afraid of cockroaches and the second phase she had to like bathe in cockroach to find a key and it was oh it's just terrible it was horrible but then i think at the end of the show some people go away feeling much more afraid (laughs) and traumatized but some persons um some persons get over the fear because they realize like it was irrational at least for them and so i suppose it can be um it can be something that is um applicable but i feel only for certain situations and to a level i mean we shouldn't desensitize ourselves to particular like if you're afraid of guns you shouldn't have gone hanging around guns to desensitize yourself to sort of how how scary and how deadly a tool it is so it's just, I feel like it's applicable, so take it with caution. There are certain things that you should continuously expose yourself to in small degrees, like poison. <laughs> um, but there are certain things that you should you know, face healthily and probably avoid, maybe. And that's it. Another is mindfulness. And I really love this one specifically. Because in practicing mindfulness and deep breathing, it can help manage your anxiety and reduce the intensity of fear reactions. And I didn't notice, I didn't realize at the time, but like when I was when I was younger, um, oh God, I sound old. When I was younger, I I had issues with my anger. I still kind of do, but back then it manifested in physical forms. It was in um, breaking things and consequently in breaking myself because I didn't want to hurt anyone. So I would punch a wall, uh, bruise a, a knuckle, feel that pain for like a week, and my anger would be tame. And consequently, I punched the wall and I broke my knuckles and it was really bad and my parents threatened to beat me up. <laughs> God, of mercy. They really use that a lot, but um, yeah, <laughs> I stopped punching walls. Uh, but, and I, I started breathing. I would breathe so deeply, like, <sighs> all the time. And I didn't know it at the time, but it was very, very helpful to be mindful. There are a couple of mindful practices that i suppose any quack at least quack level therapist can recommend to any individual and it all starts with breathing you need to be able to take slow and deep breaths to activate the body's relaxation responses um it's something that's very true if you can take just a second take okay let's let's take 10 seconds and i want you to breathe in and out deeply i mean breathe in let your lungs feel your lungs expand and then when you breathe and feel lungs expand and feel like the air or the oxygen just move through your body and breathe out and repeat it it's you might not feel it because i've been doing it for years so i'm sort of more conscious about it but just do it just breathe in and breathe out and try not to think about anything just think imagine you're a particle of air and you're entering your body which is paradoxical (laughs) but imagine that and just move to where it's necessary. Move to your heart if you need healing there. That sort of thing. So let's start. Breathe in. And out. 
and in and out and I could feel it I could feel just like a weight out of my chest just sort of going one thing I, I, I started to visualize because visualization is very good as I breathed was imagine when you breathe out you're like breathing out bad vibes and when you breathe in you're breathing in positivity and good energy all day every day you know the vibes and that's it just try to think about that or just imagine when you're breathing you're breathing good memories and good thoughts and breathing out the bad and so i remember i would think of very beautiful moments like it's sort of like a meditation so i'll think of a beautiful memory that is strong and hold it to my chest something that made me happy you know so whenever i was afraid whenever i was anxious whenever i was angry i would come back to that moment and i can't remember what it was back then but for for now for me now it's like i have so many moments recently my sister came back from um outside the country and we just had like different conversations and different things and it's been so fun seeing her after like five years <laughs> um and i could pick a number of those memories I could pick one from my partner and myself. I could pick one from school with my friends. I could pick one from so diff- so many different places. I could pick one from my own personal time praying. But just pick a powerful, strong memory and hold it with you in your heart. And breathe in. And breathe out. Ah, my own memory that I just used right now was like going to chicken and public and buying chicken. <laughs> It's a memory, it's a strong one. So like that, um, by breathing in, by being sort of observant of like your state. I mentioned earlier, like you might not feel it move to the places that it needs to be and feel like the air just really leave your body. And for me, it's because I am used to it, but it takes a conscious and mindful awareness of your body and of your state of mind, of the present, of self. And so trying to do that is very helpful. So when you, when you try, when you attempt deep breathing in those moments when you are afraid, and when you are um, nervous or anxious, or panicking into a bag, or angry, take deep breaths. Be conscious of your body. Where, where does it hurt? Where is attention required? Feel the air move through you and focus, hold a memory, a fun, relaxing memory or powerful, joyful memory to your heart. Everyone has at least one and do so. And that's that's mindfulness. That helps a shit ton, I promise you. Another is, you know, being grounded. Um, trying to be present in the self, in, 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 in the, trying, oh, well, that's, trying to be present, <laughs> sorry. I'm trying to say something um, nifty, but it didn't come to me. But trying to be present, um, trying to be grateful as well, I think. Um, there are times when I'm panicky, when I'm nervous, when I'm afraid of sort of my finances. <laughs> fear of finances, yes, definitely a valid fear. And I'm, I ground myself, like when I'm breathing and meditating, instead of like thinking of a memory, I'm thinking of um, sort of what, what God has done for me. I'm thinking that I have food to eat, I have a, better, I have a roof over my head. I have time, I have friends and, and family, I am alive. And so I think at times we get ahead of ourselves and we let our fears or intense emotions like consume us, thinking that those are the only things that are real or exist in that moment. 
and that's a that's a that's a solid lie because the truth is we are so much more than our fears we're so much more than our tears we're so much more than our hurt and our pain and someone somewhere out there close to us cares and that's true and i suppose getting our heads out of our asses and actually believing that and and trusting in that truth is very important how many times have you been so consumed by fear of failure or something or some intense emotion that it's made you anxious made you panicky it's made you worried and you feel like the whole world is ending and that nothing is of value and then once you get through that storm you realize that okay i had my family i had siblings i had friends i had parents i had life i had god i i had chin chin in the freezer whatever i had something i had bb and <laughs> whatever um to hold me and ground me and whatever i felt then as valid as it was it just wasn't the entire truth and i think that's very important a thing to to note um to be conscious of um to try to be better for because emotions can be unpredictable tempests storms that sweep through and cause immense damage and leave you holding the pieces of yourself but then there can be fun <laughs> restoring or rather restoring things um restorative rather things in your life um but i think being conscious of the way the wind is blowing and how you feel in the moment understanding it and grounding yourself tethering yourself to reality into your current truths that you are more than that moment and that intense feeling you are alive you do have things to be grateful for you do have yourself too and you have the sideline podcast last last <laughs> um another really amazing thing is um mindful acceptance you have to accept it, it stems also from you know understanding as well uh you you um you acknowledge your fear that it's it's there what it is its source accept it and then you move on from there if i kept on lying to myself that no i'm not afraid of spider i just i just want to bend to avoid the cobwebs for my hair or whatever if i didn't face that fear if i didn't face the fear of um how I saw my value and how I perceived love to be based on value and like the lack of that affirmation of value meant that this person didn't love me and that that fear of not being loved or not having value being seen in my efforts if I didn't face that I wouldn't have grown and I would have continued sort of living based on how people perceive my value and what they said based on it but that's not true I get to decide if I'm valuable or not I get to decide who um who has whose opinions have have weight to me i get to decide what i'm afraid of okay no i don't <laughs> but i get to decide how much that fear hurts me how much it dictates who i am however difficult it may be my choices are my own to make good or bad i'd rather it not be something made by one of those tempests or be dictated by some fear my decisions are my own that sounds so very smart oh my god but anywho's um another way to help with fear is 
positive self-talk and tell yourself that you're beautiful because you are listen to my podcast so you definitely are Uh, (laughs) tell yourself that you're good that you can do it and that you are amazing and that you are brilliant and that you can achieve these things and that the incredibly stupid and ambitious plans that you have are not so stupid and can be done and even though time feels like it's slipping and it's moving and it's running i don't know where it's running to but it's running and it's moving and it feels like eternity is inching closer and closer that you can accomplish them and they can be your own person you can't be the ideal person that you've dreamt you, you of yourself you can't do those things it doesn't matter whatever even if you fail you you will rise up again and you do it even if you succeed you will exceed expectations without pressure on yourself too much like that you can do that and how to be afraid of oh there are but <laughs> there's nothing um another is you know seeking support if you feel there's one thing i learned i think last year especially but i think this year as well um the importance of community and i found this in fellowship with um people it's a number of people um i found it in in my relationship as well being able to rely on people I found it with my my sister being to rely on people and being able to talk about things that are affecting us directly and how we perceive them and our fears and how deeply those fears are and being able to have others individuals who do genuinely care for us help us rationalize that fear help us understand it because they know who we are and to grow from those experiences and to have people hold us accountable to our growths and to always be there in moments when we are weak and when we're having breakdowns because that's normal and when we are feeling overwhelmed by our fear to have them hold us down and to tell us that everything's going to be okay once the tempest passes and that's very important you know having a support structure having people who will always be there for us whatever happens rain sunshine oh daddy son oh my god that's an nyc the nyc anthem by the way <laughs> it's in my head but yeah having people like that is very very important and i encourage you to have a support structure whether it's your parents whether it's your siblings whether it's friends whether it's your partner whether it's community virtual or in person having a support structure is very helpful not just for fears but for aspirations for for worries for anxiety for however form it manifests however form they manifest um having a support structure is really good people we can lean on when life feels too much so yeah anywho they're, they're like probably better and more ways to handle fears than what i've just ranted i mean there's like cognitive behavioral therapy and there's yoga and whatever <laughs> actual meditation too um and all these things are, are, are great and all um i just sort of gave my own personal um idea of what fear was because as i mentioned i've been introspecting a lot lately i've been thinking about a number of things um and just sort of realizing just how much fear has held me down how much it has limited my potential and the things i wanted to do and the kind of person i would love to be and i don't want to do that and i'm trying to get off the sideline i'm trying to be better and i hope that you do as well i hope you are able to spend time to figure out what your fears are whether it's 
the superficial ones like maybe you've heard of spider or the really deep ones that define sort of your relationship with people like the one i mentioned earlier and that we're able to address them they're able to find people to talk with too about them um they are able to resolve them or find ways to live with them and battle them out um so that you're not overwhelmed and when you do and if god forbid you do get overwhelmed by that fear or its manifestations that you have people you can lean on and i pray that god helps you through everything that you go through and that you find peace of mind and calm and peace of mind and extra calm and extra peace again <laughs> triple layers um yeah anyways let's let's go to the outro thank you for listening hi <laughs> thank you for making it this far if you did you're a champ you're welcome you're a champion thank you for listening to this point um i hope you enjoyed the episode it's something ah. <laughs> it's something i i had a lot of fun making i had a lot of fun taking my time with it and i feel it's something that would bless a lot of other people and myself as well i like to be able to come back to episodes and just listen and think that ah but boy in sense <laughs> or just you know be blessed by whatever it is is being said and just being able to revisit it and revise okay how far have i come from when i first listened to this episode when i first made it when i first got the idea and i researched it how far have i come and where am i heading to i think that's very important i'm gonna encourage you um to go over where your fears are what are they? List them out if 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 need be, if if it's as helpful for you. How it, I, I analyze them and see if it's a you know a, a real danger or a real threat, or if it's just something in your head and it's not real and it's improbable. Have people you can talk to about it. If not, you can reach out in DM to talk about your fears. To talk about how you've noticed noticed it has manifested in your life. How it's affecting your relationships. And we can discuss ways to go through and to push forward with it. And I'm really, really helpful, really, really um, interested in, in being able to offer that kind of help or that kind of service to my sweet listeners. Um, <laughs> yeah, so thank you for listening. Welcome to Jara. Um, I had so many ideas for this Jara segment. Such as many. There were some really smart ones. There were some really dumb ones. <laughs> But I think I liked it. I, it's so easy to take from like my personal experiences. But um, sorry, baby girl, when you're listening to this. Okay, so a, a couple of days back was my fourth year anniversary of my partner. And was, again, I think it's probably one of the reasons why I've been introspecting a lot lately. But just realizing just how much um, she has tried. <laughs> I'm a lot of work. I'm a piece of work. Um, so many times she should have let me, honestly. Uh, that aside... It sort of got me thinking about um, how I've grown. Because when we first started together, it was sort of, we both at least knew our favorite or most prominent love language. Mine was physical touch, touch me. <laughs> uh, another was, um, was hers was, was, was gifts, gift giving. She's a gift person. She gives a lot of gifts. And gifts were so weird to me. I, I I was just never really good at giving gifts. I was terrible at them. Um, and I always sort of tried to love her as much as I could in my own love language. 
um it's just not a very touchy person either so my next one was like words of affirmation and stuff for obvious reasons listen to the episode and so i was very good with poetry very good with sweet words i'm very very good by the way and i would use them on her and they were nice they were sweet but they were not hers and i realized just over time as i've like especially this year i think like it just feels like there's just been like some kind of divine inspiration and the kind of gifts I've given her have been so thoughtful and purposeful. And even she has been like surprised, like, ah, she had the one that, the one that gave me, say, did you know? <laughs> you know, um, and just sort of that change. Because there was one time, one thing that I read, I think maybe a year or two back, it was that love your partner in their love language, not yours. And it is a hard thing to do. <laughs> it's like if you only know how to use PS controller and then you have to switch to an xbox controller real g's i mean let's go from console gaming to like key pc gaming having to use like your keyboard and mouse and mice mouse rather yeah mouse and it's hard it's very difficult it's basically like going from spoon and fork to chopsticks you know that sort of thing um but then it's worth it at the end you know it's worth it at the end to be a chopstick pro (laughs) Um, it's worth it at the end and it's a hard thing to do I think there are so many people out there that luckily for them they have like very identical love languages good for you you are lucky but there are many people out there that just have very different love languages because they're different persons but then they they do have a common ground whether it's in religion or just sort of maybe a specific hobby or thing and just the fact that they have feelings for each other and it can be hard I think even not just in romantic relationships but even in friendships and it's something that like I'm still even struggling with on that level, but like may try trying to make efforts to be more thoughtful in that in that manner. Um, but yeah, it's hard. There's some people that have it easy, but it requires empathy. It requires patience. It requires effort, a ton of effort to to attempt to do so, and to be consistently good at it. Because there's a temptation to just rely on what you know and what is easy for you, because it's it, it's probably not going to be easy for for you but then if you truly care for someone if you truly love them then when you when you move or attempt to express that love to try to quantify it with an act or with a a, a physical thing with a gift then it should represent or should be something that they would find of value it should be something that they would love not what you would love and that thoughtfulness goes a long way um, but yeah, I still have personally. I still have a lot of work to do because my own is hit on is hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, is. But then it's something that I'm trying to do. So it's an encouragement to my future self to keep on keeping, um, and also to people out there in relationships or in friendships. Heck, even with your parents, with siblings, with with your colleagues, maybe if you're into that kind of thing, <laughs> to um, express love, to express um, acts in their own love language. Um, something that would be special to them and will make them feel seen um my favorite tv show series just it just ended last week high school musical the musical of the series this is a one to four since 2019 and it ended last week on the ninth, and it broke my heart <laughs> absolutely shattered it but it was such a beautiful ending and there was one character that just said she felt seen because when she first came, she was she she gave up this tough girl 
energy and she didn't care about anybody and like she, she didn't care about anybody what anyone said and she was having this t- big girl tough guy act hard guy act rather but then she just she revealed that she was just afraid of what people were going to to think about her once she so showed them her real self so she she just showed something that would make them be afraid of her and will be intimidated by her and so she knew what that was she knew they were intimidated but she was afraid to let people in because she didn't love what she saw in herself and so she, how could she um how, how could she believe that they would love her for who she was so she was so afraid of that and again fear <laughs> letting fear dictate how you live your life and luckily for her she 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 grew she changed she became better as a person she let people in she fell in love um and i there, there is a saying i think i heard from a pastor it says everybody said rather um everything you want you 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 need you crave and desire is on the other side of fear and that's hard that's so deep and it's so true I, was, I, I spoke earlier in the episode about my 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 fear of success my fear of failure which is like both pb and j <laughs> And they limit what I can do. They limit how much I push myself to to um, to, to use this talent, quote unquote, I have. And that's not fair to myself or to my future self and to people around me. And don't do that to yourself as well. Don't be afraid. Or don't do not let your afraid limit you. When it tries to strangle and choke you, tell them you like BDSM. <laughs> No, um, when when your fear tries to hold you down, just move. Just try to flight, fight or flight, man. Try to do that. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening. It's been fun. It's a long outro. I'm sorry. It's gonna be a long episode. Um, but it's been fun. I really thoroughly enjoyed writing, making, editing, pushing out this episode. I hope you do as well. Um, once again, my name is Alain Carbiola, civil engineer, graphic designer, and illustrator podcaster and writer extraordinaire have a good day have a good life um and take care i'll see you next time on the sideline